It is the greatest tour that very few people can ever afford. Shooting from helicopters, weapons training, all kinds of stuff. We release the client back to their normal life and sometime within the next month and them packing exactly nothing, it's time to go. Because Bond doesn't get notice that the world is about to end and neither do you. If that sounded like a cliffhanger and you're totally intrigued, stay tuned. Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me, Adelaine Ung. In preparing for this episode, I almost expected my guest to arrive for the interview, walk casually across the room, make a very sudden turn towards me and point a gun in my direction. Shane Mahoney is a luxury travel experience founder who is passionate about creating ultimate travel experiences. His James Bond experience is but one of the things he dreams up for clients, and it is something else. He gave me a few juicy details about how it works, but you also hear how he's passionate about so much more. I hope you're as curious as I was to find out what's involved, as well as his thoughts about creating unique, over-the-top experiences and how to get some of that luxury travel style, even if you're on a budget. Well, Shane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adeline. There's so much to ask you because I guess there is so many layers to your experience and you're not doing what most travel professionals do, you know, just go to the trade fairs, match this venue with that product or service, but you really looked at what people were wanting in creating travel experiences. And then there's also, I mean, just to throw a bit of pixel dust into the whole mix, you've got this James Bond experience, which I'd love to ask you about because it also just occurred to me that I've actually met three James Bond movie actors. Really? Really. I should say that more often because I hardly mention it and it's a fun fact. But I am digressing. Can I first ask, how did you get into this industry? Did it stem from a long-time love of travel? It must have, I guess. For sure, it, it did. Uh, but it wasn't that direct of a route. I did what I think a lot of people did. Uh, I graduated college with a international marketing degree and I got a fantastic job with Ford Motor Credit in uh, Dallas, Texas, right off the bat. And it uh, paid me well. And then uh, fast forward 12 years of just one promotion or job uh, after another that was just great. I was great at making money, but I hit 34 years old and I was just done. I, I just didn't, uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. I had never asked myself, what do you want to do with your life? I had always just done the next thing that was kind of right in front of me. And my love of travel had started really early. Uh, my, my mom is from Paris, actually. I was almost born in Iran. Almost? Almost. My mom took a last trimester flight to, to make sure I was born in the U.S. They don't do that anymore. They don't let, it, they don't let that happen. <laughs> the 70s, you know? <laughs> and uh, no, we, uh, my, my dad is American, and, um, and he, drew, he worked on an exploratory oil ship in the Indian Ocean. And so we lived in Borneo for a year when I was uh, too young to remember that. We lived in uh, Australia for three years. And then, you know, they decided that when my brother and I were in school, they wanted to settle down. And we, we did so in Florida. But in high school, I was an exchange student in Barcelona. My senior year, always kind of uh, whenever I had a vacation, I knew 
that I had the type of jobs that they would call you in if you were close, like even if it was your vacation or your day off. And so I was like, I know how to solve this problem. I'm going to go out of the country. You can't, you can't call me in. So I would just do these elaborate and big vacations. Anyway. To avoid the bulls. Okay. <laughs> just to be gone, right? No, can't, can't, say no, can't say yes to that. So, right. So I'm 34. I was divorced at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I, I just, I want to do something that I want to love. And it's really funny because I read an article in France Magazine, of all places, about a guy who had, he'd sold everything. He sold his entire 20-year real estate agency in Colorado, moved to France and started a ski school. And I was like, that's it. I'll go learn to be a ski instructor. I'm sure there's a lot of market for people that speak English well over there. And I'll figure it out. I, I love to ski. So Adelaine, this gentleman, Mike Baudet, was very nice. He responded to my email really quickly. And uh, within a day or two, we were speaking on the phone. And it was after probably a four-hour conversation that he recommended that I not be a ski instructor. And uh, so what, wow. what he did say was, you know, maybe you should consider being a tour operator. And to be totally honest, I had no idea what a tour operator was. I had traveled so much and never even used a travel agent. I knew very, very well that I did not want to be in a cubicle. So being a travel agent wasn't going to cut it. But uh, no, I, I was inspired, honestly. And so I did probably like a month of research on the industry and the people and the job and everything else that was required. And out of absolute, complete thin air, I started my company this July. It'll be 11 years ago. And I haven't, uh, I haven't looked back. For me, being a tour operator, once I was educated in what it was and what I could bring to this industry... It was plan A, B, and C. I still don't know of anything that I'd rather be doing. <laughs> it, it does sound, though, that even though you started out saying, oh, yeah, my tour operator is what I'm doing, your journey has had a few iterations. So I'm just wondering how you've evolved your business over that time. I was, uh, I was very fortunate that right out the gate, someone, I would call him a friend, but I also really didn't know him that well. I had known him in high school and he was celebrating his 10 year anniversary with his wife and trusted me with zero experience to be able to put together their anniversary trip. Uh, I do remember I made zero dollars on that. I spent 100 percent of the profits on making his trip just phenomenal. I had no idea what I was doing. The price of admission to start in the industry. <laughs> oh, totally. Like all day. But, you know, the iterations over time. I haven't changed my focus. I knew that to build the credibility, the knowledge and the experience that I needed, I needed time. So I kind of started by doing whatever anybody would ask me to do. And that over the years has whittled down to only the things that I wish to do. So now we're far more focused about exactly what we will and won't offer being able to say no to business, it's an honor to be able to do that because I'm not chasing anything. We're solidly going after specifically the market segments that I think can be best served by my team and my company. And from day one, I had really one goal, which was to do something that American travelers could really connect with. Because 
I felt like there's these shifts in life and I felt it in my life. And because I was so into corporate jobs, I feel like I really relate to a lot of the American market in terms of what the pressures are and the stressors are within their career, but also how that relates into being able to take time away from their career and do the things that are kind of, you know, honestly scary to, to so many people. You know, being able to leave to another country, for me, it was second nature. I could go by myself. It wasn't a big deal. But I've seen so many friends, family, people that are not used to that really express a lot of anxiety and stress about that process and how do you pick this and why do you pick that? And I firmly believe that when you're guarding your own pocketbook, when you have to open your wallet each time you do something, you get very used to saying no, which I, which honestly, I think serves everybody in their normal life, right? You go to Sam's Club and who hasn't spent, you know, hundreds of dollars more than they expected to because they only needed one thing and they came out with a cart, right? Yeah, Costco, so same story. Yeah, Costco, whatever, whatever your store is, right? And and so I think that that's a really good philosophy, being able to say no to those things in your normal life. But I believe that the philosophy changes significantly when you start talking about vacations. Because, you know, I've been saying this for years, but the cheapest vacation is no vacation at all. So if your goal is to save money, don't go on vacation because the entire point of a vacation is to spend money to do something that takes you outside of what you normally do. And so when you lose track of the rationale behind what you're actually doing and you go back into the penny pinching ways, you actually short only yourself. Yeah. So that's, it. you know, there's so many philosophical things that I look at in terms of this process and what we do in terms of creating a better experience for somebody. Because somebody I knew used to say, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. And so that really profoundly hit me because I realized that you really only have your memories. And if you haven't put those coins in the bank, so to speak, you don't have anything to draw on. There's nothing there. And you, you get to the point where it's too late. You know, you can't. The, your choices are taken away at some point of your life. Yeah. I, I like to think about it as like being able to open people's eyes and show them something that they never expected, but that will hit them in their head or their heart for their life and that they can share with their family or their loved ones who presumably, hopefully, were there with them. I think you've just elevated the uh, job description of a tour operator. I've never even really thought of it in those terms before, because you always think of a tour operator as somebody who does just join the dots in terms of you get from point A to point B, this is how you're going to get there. And I'll try to just make that um, transition as smooth as possible, sure. get to your hotel safe. That's what you worry about, the bare minimum. But when you're talking about creating those experiences, and I can understand why the hesitation for Americans, I mean, those 
people who are outside of America, you know, it's a bit rude, but, you know, they, they kind of joke about how little Americans know about the rest of the world. So I appreciate yeah. where you're coming from in that there's this big education piece as to you don't even know what you're missing out on. No. When you talked about, you know, how you were sifting through that process of, well, let's not do this. It's not serving us so well, but let's focus on that. That's what we really want to do. I'm wondering if you can tell us a little about what did you say no to? Because I think what we see a lot in the industry is people just going back to the same old, just because it's been there. It's a, yeah. I guess it's a reliable piece of business or it's just a reliable way of doing things. What have you seen as uh, doesn't serve you as well? And you've just said no to those things. Really, there's a lot. You know, off the top of my head, how many tour operators strive to be virtuoso or signature? Like tons, right? You haven't made it until you're a virtuoso or you're a signature agent. I had that same moment where I looked at it and I was like, okay, if I do this, what happens now? And what I realized was that the benefits come in the contracts that they as an organization have made with the hotels and people to provide amenities and services for the clients that you book. Those are all great things. But the honest truth is that I felt like there was a real lapse in what could be. You know, our our company motto is the art of what's possible. And the honest truth is is I had way too many people that gave me stories that they were going to Italy or Belgium or Iceland and they got a bottle of champagne in their room because that was part of the deal, right? Like you get a bottle of champagne, you get a, some roses in your room, right? And as a champagne lover, which I am, I'm like, wow, that's great. Like who doesn't love like a nice bottle of champagne in your room? It's so welcoming and nice. But as a tour operator, I decided that there was a big opportunity being missed because my clients are paying me for an Italian or a Belgian or an Icelandic vacation. And if I put a bottle of champagne in their room, I just gave them a French experience, which is completely outside of what the point of them being there is. You want to be able to dive deep into the culture and the people and like get outside of yourself. One of the things that we have developed, and I, to my mind, as far as I know, we are the only company that does this, but we've developed a custom daily amenities kit. And really, this became born because I had so many clients that would go somewhere and they wouldn't go down the right street or stop in the right store, and they would have no idea what a Kuberdon is. In Belgian, it's not a big deal. It's a conical gummy candy. They sell them on the street, usually in paper bags. It's not super sexy, but you can't get much more Belgian than that. You know, in Iceland, you might be like blueberry liquors, you know, and things like that. And here's the thing, right? Our custom daily amenities kit is designed specifically to immerse our clients in the culture. And so what we did is we took many, many extra steps to be able to find the locally sourced, locally produced best item in each category that they possibly can be. And we have one of those items delivered to your room every day. So what are those? We've done uh, Opinel knives in the French Alps. We've done uh, jewelry in uh, cufflinks. 
and a matching necklace for the lady in Scotland. Now, what's significant about that? Well, our clients were sitting in their room when they got their gift, looking outside the window at an uninhabited island where just off the coast of their room, they could see it. Uh, and on that island is a very specific green flecked granite that is one company has the mining rights and they make curling stones. Curling? I've not heard of that. It's off the Killeen Castle, Western Coast. And so one local jeweler has the rights to some of the material that the curling stones don't use. And she makes fabulous look. So we had one of those delivered. We've done colognes, perfumes, wooden bowls, of course, food, non-food, alcohol, whatever, clothes, you name it, candles. We want to make sure that our clients get the full experience, even if they don't go in the right store, even if they don't go down the right street. We didn't become virtuoso or signature because honestly, I felt like I could do a better job of putting my clients in good hands than somebody in a corporate office many, many states away pulling contracts with hotels to put champagne in rooms. It, it just feel like we could do more. While I distinctly want my clients to hit the easy button with doing business with us, I personally take no easy buttons. Uh, we want to make things very, very interesting because, you know, like you just said, being a tour operator is essentially a logistics job, being able to make sure that points A and B line up well. But the truth is, is the art of it is how you do it. And that is everything to do with it. How many people in America have the daily experience of getting into their car and driving for 30 minutes or an hour to a job? So many, right? And so if I put you on vacation and now all I do is start trucking you around in a car or a van or an SUV, your experience is literally the same as your daily life. But there's an opportunity there. There's a space in your life that you don't even know is there. What if we introduce other modes of transportation? What if we put you on a barge or a boat? What if we put you in a P-51 Mustang as you fly over World War I battlefields or a hot air balloon? or a train. Oh, I like that idea. To be able to really take you out of all of your daily uh, pressures, stressors in life and show you something completely aside from that. That is the essence of a wonderful travel experience. And that's the whole point of it, really. I right. mean, Americans have, what, two weeks holiday in a whole year? You'd want to make that count. Yeah. My theory is a lot of Americans, and this is there's nothing bad about this, by the way, but I believe because we have such little time, we are what I call box checkers. You want to say that you've been to Paris, so you go to the Eiffel Tower, check a box. You went to the Louvre, check a box. You maybe you went to the Orsay, check a box. Okay, I went to Paris. And it's like you don't realize that there are over 135 museums in Paris alone. And if you're into postage stamps, we can put you into the postage stamp museum. Why wouldn't you want to be there where there's something really interested that you're interested in? If you like furniture, you could go to Le Corbusier. There's so many different opportunities to be able to show you something more than what you expect. And forget about checking the boxes 
Now it's about having a personalized experience that makes sense to you. And granted, your neighbor, your friends, they will not care that you are into postage stamps and saw the postage stamp. It's a terrible <laughs> example, by the way, because nobody's ever asked me for the postage stamp museum. But, uh, but I use it as a very distinct example because you can't <laughs> not think of like something hyper-specific. I mean, if you're into coins or whatever you're into, there's a real opportunity worldwide to be able to immerse yourself in a completely different experience that your friends, your family may not understand, but it's to you, you get it. And, and that is who I want to cater to. I'm not interested in the Google review that comes after that because no one is going to think that's cool. But if those people think it's cool, then I'm through the moon. I couldn't, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I think that's where things have to go. Because we're in the age of virtual reality where you can just put goggles on and you're in a different country. And it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've thought about that a lot. I've gone to exhibition halls where you virtually can just stand in front of a screen and they'll transport you, quote unquote, mm. um, to their destination because they're aware people are time poor, you know, and they just want to give you enough to hopefully attract a bite from you to say, oh, yeah, you know, I've never considered this before, but now I will. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just ma and making travel experiences more meaningful is part of that whole larger conversation of over tourism. So we do need to go deeper. And um, I love where you're heading with this. How do you, th I mean, you're a master at um, creating these experiences and everything that you've described so far is amazing. Thank you. But you have this whole other level experience, which you call the James Bond experience. <laughs> and I just have to find out, like, you know, where did that sure. idea even come from? And I'm sure when people hear about it, they're now going, oh, why didn't I think of that before? It is the greatest tour that very few people can ever afford. I will happily dive into that. But I caution that don't think of me as just that. Because honestly, what I would want any listener to take away from this is that we are capable at a much more reasonable budget to provide an experience for you that matters to you versus just some extreme example. So this is top of the line. Absolutely is. And I'm still really happy about it. And I, I absolutely can't wait to do it. But it's going to take somebody with a phenomenal amount of trust because we're talking about a $1 million, one person, 16-day tour, period. That, wow. At the base, that's what it is. All right. You ready for this? Absolutely. Let's dive in. All right. So I ideated and thought of this tour as the culmination of all of my experience and connections. It's designed to be able to take somebody completely outside of everything they've ever known and change them forever. And I thought of the idea after watching the uh, Michael Douglas movie, The Game. That's one on my list, but I have not got around to watching it. Put it on your weekend list and watch that. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie because it really makes you question, is that even possible? One day, I met somebody who watched that movie just like I had and wondered, is that possible? And this particular person just happened to be a professor at University of Central Florida at the time. So he had the method and the mode and the means to be able to put a real test together and say, is this possible? So 
all of this experience centers around the research that this gentleman did because otherwise it doesn't work. There's no magic with this. And what he did is he pioneered a type of acting called interactors. He studied that real actors, when given a script, are great. But as soon as things go off script, not so great. So then he looked at improv actors and he noted that they did better, but not great. And so then he took a subset of improv actors and gave them a deep psychological background and training on what to do to move a story forward, even when the input or the story is ever changing. This is the real center, the gooey chocolate center of the whole James Bond experience, right? Keep that in mind, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. I've got my seatbelt fastened, or do I need it? <laughs> no seatbelt. It's a, it's a, it's a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. So one client, all flights on this experience are private jet. So private jet to a U.S. government approved training facility for three days. For during those three days, they would be doing surveillance detection routes, drop training, performance driving techniques, shooting from helicopters, weapons training, all kinds of stuff. Wow. This U.S. government contractor currently trains everything from the CIA to the LAPD. Okay. So this is top notch. Okay. Uh, we do have uh, some ex-Navy SEALs that would be able to provide some of the training as well. All right. At the end of the three days, this is just the, just the basic camp, you know, basic training. Uh, we would release custom gadgetry. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, but custom gadgetry to be able to uh, communications devices and things like that. We release the client back to his normal, his or her, we're totally okay with the Jane Bond, his or her back to their normal life. And sometime within the next month, with 24 hours of notice and them packing exactly nothing, we give them notice that it's time to go. Because Bond doesn't get notice that the world is about to end, and neither do you. Where you go is for Northern Italy. And for the next eight days, you go on a Hollywood script-written Choose your own adventure, live action, role play game where you have no idea who are the other actors or what is going on, but the entire story both evolves and revolves around whatever decisions you make. You are there to beat Spectre, presumably. It involves, of course, fast cars, helicopters, suites you know, the casino night, all the things that you would expect from a great Bond movie are there, all the elements. But essentially, you could go into a coffee shop and order a coffee and have no idea that the barista has been substituted for one of our actors, interactors, and operatives. And so the story can change at any single time. And your job is to react to that in real time with whatever decisions you make. And our job is to go behind you and make that a reality and further the story. At the end of the eight days, once you have defeated Spectre, then we fly you and your significant other, wherever they are in the world, concurrently 
to the GoldenEye Estate in Jamaica, where Sir Ian Fleming originally wrote the books, for an additional five days, all relaxation, all inclusive, no storyline to be done. You're done with the storyline. This is just uh, hanging out with your loved ones and sharing the story. When you arrive home, a Aston Martin 12-month lease is waiting for you, paid for in full. And sometime later, you are given a video of your entire experience as taken by a U.S. military surveillance team using buttonhole, infrared, night vision, regular cameras, you name it. You get a real highlight reel of what you did, not ever knowing or seeing the cameras that were involved to make that. That is the James Bond experience. That is quite an operation. <laughs> that must have taken, was it months of planning? Maybe more. That is really, really very well thought out. Yeah. Do you have to, I mean, do you need to qualify people for their fitness level and, and things like that just to make sure they're up to speed? So there is a minimum nine month lead time before we can effectually do it. Uh, we would absolutely mandate a series of tests, the testing both physical and mental health. Um, there's a lot of ways that we can take this very, very wild, or we can take it sort of mild, depending upon the heart health and uh, otherwise health of the person without it being a Disney ride. I don't want a Disney ride. I don't want it to be <laughs> yes. on rails. I don't want it to be like very... I don't think they're paying for a Disney ride. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want something that does, in fact, push boundaries. I think the person who would be taking this must be ready for anything that might happen uh, because we're prepared to throw some curveballs in there in a very, very major way. But we would obviously have a battery of legal uh, not disqualifiers, but, you know, protections to make sure that you're going to be okay. We have a lot of ex-military people that would be doing forward operations in country to make sure that things are set, uh, that we have the correct legal opportunities to be able to do what we need to do. There's a lot to it for sure. That sounds wild. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to do it. But uh, it, it's going to be somebody who's really interested in pushing some boundaries. Okay, so if I understand it, you've set this up. I mean, this sounds like the wildest experience you can have that I've certainly heard of, but um, you're just yeah. waiting for the right person to, to do this. I've seen some other tour operators put together a James Bond experience, and it's just, you know, driving fast cars and shooting some guns and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And there's some absurd price tags for some of those as well. I, I couldn't say this more. There's an opportunity to do better, and I hold myself and my team to a very high standard. I want to make sure that if I say I'm going to change your life, you being like, wow, that was a lot of fun, would not cut it for me. <laughs> would not do it. Like If you're not forever changed in a positive way after something like that, like I will consider myself as having failed. When you're creating an experience, are there benchmarks or yardsticks that you go by? You know, these it has to tick these couple of boxes to translate to that transformation piece, I guess is what you might call it. <laughs> the KPIs of uh, of fun. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are they? Probably the best way to answer that question is there's not a defined 
KPI or thing that I'm looking at. Oftentimes, I think the most personal moments that have affected me or my family are not, they're not written on your sleeve. They're not things that I am apt to even talk to about with friends or family. They're things that like, they're for me. And uh, so I don't expect to genuinely hear back. I do hear back, obviously, some things, and I love that. Uh, but I'm not seeking it. I'm not asking questions to find out what it is. The proof is in the pudding when you call me for your next trip or when somebody on Facebook says, I need a travel agent. Do you have any suggestions? Having four or five of my previous clients say, nobody does this better. I would never travel internationally without him. Uh, those are the types of things that you can't make up. There's no Google review for that that is speaks as strongly. You know, ultimately, to be perfectly honest with you, I couldn't care less whether people enjoy it as much as I enjoy making it. Wow. I, I know what I'm doing and I do it for me. I just know you're going to love it too. But I'm honestly not in the game for someone else's smile. I'm in it for mine. Maybe that's a terrible thing to say, but <laughs> but honestly... I had a lifetime of being really, really lucky. You know, like I could go into any city in the world and it, it just seems like within minutes, I know where the great restaurants are, where the, like the interesting bar with the bartender who does some fancy trick or like, you know, and they're not the, the type of things that show up in the Fodors and the Rick Steves and all the stuff. It's not about that. Like if you just found it that way, What's special about it? You know, it's being able to like have, I'll tell you something that I really, that I really do search for. I search for moments where I can surprise my clients in a way they didn't expect it. And I track it specifically down to the minute where I know my client is experiencing that exact thing that I set up. And if I did a good job, I know I'll get a text right then that says, wow, that was amazing. Now that is something I definitely am in the game for. I want to know, like, if I'm like six minutes, I'm six minutes, I'm going to have a client on their trip, text me. And when it happens, I'm like, yep, I know. Yeah. You get rewarded when you get that text, when you get that huge smile off um, a client's face that has just experienced what you have worked so hard to deliver. And I think that's the the story of a lot of experienced creators. That's the whole aim, or that should be the aim. You know, the truth of it is, as an experienced creator, you got to push people into doing stuff they don't want to do. Yeah, what did I hear? I've, I've heard um, our, our brain pulls us back, but our soul wants to grow. So there's always this competing mm -hmm. um, triggers in our psyche, in our body. So I think it's a huge role for experienced creators to, you know, to see which voice or which trigger wins. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't even tell you how many clients I've had that are like, eh, you know, Shane, you know, I know you set us up with this day at the World War One battlefields, but that seems so heavy. Like, I don't want to do that. And then I'm like, <laughs> trust me and go. And when you come back, let's talk about it. And to a person, it is one of the most impactful heart-driven days that you can, that anybody could ever experience. And I've dived a lot deeper than a one-day type of experience for this. 
take that chance to do something that at your face, you're like, nah, but that can really change you because there's so many fantastic moments out there that are not on most people's radar. Nobody is asking me for a World War I or a World War II tour. And I have both. And they're the hardest, hardest thing to sell. <laughs> but if you're willing to take it, it will be literally the most impactful thing you and your family and your loved ones ever do. And that that's a big statement. Uh, but I don't say that lightly. It is it is heavy. And I've thought of nothing but ways to lighten that mood when you're not staring at the death. How do you make a tour like that good? And that is probably the most challenging thing because you're surrounded by depressing things. Like, wow, mm. people did this to each other. And you just don't understand the magnitude and the level and the amount of time that it went on and all the factors and the people and the support and everything that goes into it. And yet when you find out, it's like, wow, I thought I was having a bad life because the barista, you know, had my latte a little too cold last week. You know, it's like yes. <laughs> perspective in life is so much uh, and and. You don't just get it. it. It's not free. You have to you have to pay something for that. And it's not money. It's being able and open to changing your mind. Impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how I think we should all approach our travel experiences. Mm -hmm. What's easy to do is hop onto a plane and take home with you. Yeah. True. Everything that you've been going through and been experiencing in the office and at home. And it, it's quite funny because I, I remember this Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. episode. And I was a, a fan of that show for the many years that it was on. But I remember this episode about how they took the whole cast to Italy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they made the whole thing funny, of course, but it was only towards the end of the trip that Raymond discovers the whole point of being in Italy, you know, because prior to that, it was all about the narky relationships and it was just like, oh, you know, grandpa's being a pain, et cetera, even while we were on holiday. And so it was still, they hadn't left that mindset and all of those experiences to experience a travel. It's only right at the end of the trip, it was like, I'm not ready to go home now and I have to go home. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crikey, that's a missed opportunity. And, and that is our challenge, I guess, in this day and age where we are so tempted to bring everything from home and not let ourselves experience what travel has to offer. So I love what you just shared. But I also know you're doing some crazy, amazing other stuff like the Entrepreneurs Travel Club. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like one of the coolest things <laughs> I've never heard of. So tell us about that. So I'm a part of two different masterminds. Are you familiar with those? Masterminds, this is when people, mm -hmm. usually entrepreneurs, pay a whole bunch of money to be part of a smaller group. Truly. And um, I think it's more about the networking and the connections that you make in that smaller group than it is so much about the, the training that you might get, but just the opportunity to share notes within a, that smaller, exclusive kind of group. Is that the, the ballpark of it? You're, you're in the ballpark, yeah. Well, what I sought after when I first joined one was knowledge in fields outside of my own. In the travel industry, I feel like not a lot of innovations have happened other than the internet. 
in the last 20 years. There's really just so much that is the same as it was 20 odd years ago before I was ever in the business because we're treated a lot like gatekeepers, order takers, and things like that. Well, I was looking for tools within my business to be able to help us run better, more smoothly, and bring innovative ideas to light. In the travel field, I didn't feel like there was really a lot of technological tools that supported what I was seeking. When I first joined a mastermind, I was looking for how do other entrepreneurs and business people solve these same problems in other industries. And what we've been able to do is take some of those ideas and things that other people are doing in other industries and apply them into my industry. So masterminds. Honestly, all of this came by with a friend of mine who was in one of my masterminds and he was recently divorced. So he says, hey, you know, I've spent the last 12 years all being all about my family and my wife and my kids. She's gone and the kids are gone half the time. So, you know, I want to do fun trips. I want to do them with my friends and meet interesting people and do fun stuff. So I said, sure, I'm in, you know, and we're buddies. So like, I'll come with you. We'll go have some fun. So we set up a, a guy's trip in uh, Costa Rica and we did horseback riding and ATVs and zip lining and all the stuff that you would expect, right? Had a ton of fun. But we did that with six entrepreneurs. And then three months later, we did a trip to Cabo and we drove 600 horsepower Baja trucks on a closed five mile loop. It was awesome. We flew in tandem paragliders, like right over the ocean, like inches above the crashing waves. Ah. We, we did all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, then three months later after that, we went skiing in the French Alps and we skied over to Italy just to have lunch and skied back. And one of my friends, who's a different entrepreneur, was on the ski lift with me and he says, you know, I would have never done this trip had I not been able to also talk business with other entrepreneurs while I was on this trip. And I was like, that's it. Like, we want to create a mastermind that doesn't have meetings and presentations. It's not about, hey, look at all the cool stuff I'm doing. It's more about having a shared travel experience with other entrepreneurs where you can really get down to the basics of just finding out the personal lives of other people. And being able to talk business happens almost as an ancillary benefit. But what we can do is we can bridge information, ideas, and things like that in a very relaxed setting where people really have a lot of fun. The best part about this is because we're a member-based organization, you can actually deduct 100% of the travel expenses. So it's a tax-deductible trip wherever we go, and uh, you can meet other interesting and cool people. We have been marketing this to masterminds as a whole as an added benefit for 100% of the members within the organization. So we typically charge a mastermind a single price, and then we ingratiate all of their members. And then we create special uh, events for that mastermind in between their regular events that are designed to be able to bring people together either for an afternoon with a local event, like go to Top Golf. You know, nobody's organizing stuff like that, or internationally with, uh, you know, ski trips or whatever. Uh, it's not important what it is. To be honest, it's important that you go, you participate, and then you just meet interesting people. I, I love this idea. It's, it's phenomenal. We're 
We're in the process of putting up the uh, the web page. Uh, almost done with that. We just okayed the logo the other day. <laughs> uh, this is this is literally an idea that was born in mid January. So we've already welcomed two different masterminds into the uh, into the equation. We're putting together some cool stuff. So it's it's really neat. I, I love that because I, I think you create opportunities for deeper levels of connection between these entrepreneurs as well. I mean, if you went to a board meeting or if it was about presentations, I mean, how else would you find out that this person's afraid of spiders or, sure. uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just those those little, little things. And I also heard about this really powerful thing. It means so much when people feel seen, Yeah, when they feel like, they, you know, people know me, they know my likes, they know my dislikes, they know my preferences. I love where all this is heading. Uh, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about a certain thing that was really unique. And yeah, it, it sounds like it's on, on the gas stove cooking somewhat. What is it now you have to tell us? I, I got to. So, um, so Lugos Travel, I've looked for years at the friction in our industry. And is my firm belief that going back to what we kind of started with, American travelers have a very distinct arc, a story arc that happens nearly every year. Thanksgiving and Christmas, we get together with our family and we reflect on our lives and our year. And we realize that we did actually do pretty well. And if there's anything that we didn't do as well as we wanted to, we didn't spend enough time with our family. We didn't do the thing that we wanted to do. And so I think American families across the U.S. spend Thanksgiving and Christmas saying, let's take a trip next year. Let's do this as a family. Let's let's spend some time together. Let's make sure grandpa and grandma's there. They don't have long, you know, stuff like that. Right. But January 1st happens. We get back into our jobs. We get stressed out. And so we kick this can of making a decision down the road until probably about spring break. And then it becomes absolute, like the light that I have right here, just unignorable. That point is now stress is level max. You now know that you've been talking for three to four or five months about taking a family trip, but you've done nothing. Mm. And by the time it's now time to plan, you don't have the time to plan all the stress of the cost is going up and up and up as you get closer and closer to summer. So this is why I think a lot of Americans hit that easy button, take a cruise, go back to somewhere they've been before and do something that's totally simple. Familiar. Right. Yeah. Familiar. So that was one of the big frictions that I wanted to get rid of. And the second thing that really comes down with that is private luxury travel is not easily or quickly quoted. So any client who wants to get information about a tour has to find the right professional, use a shotgun approach and talk to several. Each of those conversations is probably 30 minutes to an hour where you go over a little bit about who you are and what you want and things like that. That's a lot of time. Then every single company in the world right now is quoting that in about five to seven days, right? A best case scenario Five to seven days after meeting somebody, you actually have something that you could do. But it's my experience in over 10 years of doing this that not one single client looks at that proposal and says, rubber stamp, yes, I'm in, right? None of them do. All of them say, that's great, but I want to change this, this, and this, add this, <laughs> yes. do that, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> and 
as a tour operator, then I go back to my people and they come back to me and then I make it look really pretty. And now it's another week. Now it's two weeks, right? And now maybe, maybe you're good to go. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of back and forth. And the whole time you're just like, what are we going to do? What's it going to cost? What are we going to go? How long are we going to be there? Da, 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 right? So we got rid of all that. Over the last eight months, we have applied an entirely new system that we can quote any of our tours in under five minutes. Wow. And they're good for any day of the year, even Holy Weeks, even Christmas to New Year's, whatever day you want to go. If you want to leave on a Tuesday in July or Thursday in August, I couldn't care less. The price is there. You can take it. In under five minutes, I can get you a proposal to anybody in America. It has what we call the essential tour. It's anything that anybody would need, no matter whether they've never been somewhere or they've been there five times. We include a private round trip, English speaking transportation, anytime you have your luggage or anytime it's more than 20 minutes from point to point. And we start that from your house. So if you can be ready on time, we're going to pick you up and take you to the airport. We include four-star and up hotels. We do a minimum one category upgrade on every single room. So it's never a standard room. It's always a superior or deluxe. Uh, we always include breakfast. We focus on boutique-style hotels that are typically have a architectural or historical component and are typically in the city center, so they're walkable to other stuff. We include one welcome dinner on your first night, one farewell dinner on your last night, and one privately guided tour including skip the line access wherever you go for each city you visit. And that's it. That's the essential tour. So we can quote that like that. But here's where the real magic happens is who doesn't want customizations? So what we did is we found that every single enhancement that you can get basically falls into four categories. We provide a curated list of four to five items in each of those categories so that you're not overwhelmed, right? Like if you're a foodie, we're going to provide you with a Michelin star dining experience if you want. Cooking class, a tasting, a winery, a brewery, something like that. You pick what you want. You can see the price. You can add it or not add it. It's perfectly okay. And then our second category is culture. Anybody who wants to dive deeper in culture, we give multiple options where you can see people, cities, different things. The third option is our Excite category, and it's for anything adrenaline-related. You want to go in a hot air balloon, you want to drive a Ferrari on public Italian roads, or you want to go on a track, like either one, perfectly fine. Lots of different options. And then our last category we call Pampered, and that is for people who just want the best of everything. So we one price, one click of the button, you just upgrade every single room to a junior suite or a suite, take you from a four-star to a five-star hotel's. It's all very, very simple. Uh, if you want to have a personal shopper or if you wish to do a, a complete spa package, not like a single massage, but like a half day or a full day or multiple days of spas, that's for that. Okay. Out of those four categories, we only offer two other things. So the other thing is the custom daily amenities kit, which I went over earlier. And the second thing is our photography package. And that was born because, like, I saw so many terrible pictures. It's always like this, you know, like, <laughs> you know, the thing behind you, right? And I was like, these fake smiles, all of this crap. I'm like, you know what happens with all those pictures is they go on Facebook and then you forget about them. And then eight years later, you see the memory and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a great trip. Well, 
I really didn't build all these amazing trips so that you could sometimes see that. So we hire at your leisure, at your option, uh, professional photographers for two hours at a time. And they will follow you like paparazzi with medium to long range lenses, taking phenomenal pictures of you in the moment with the thing behind you without you posing at all. And when you get back, we put it together in a beautiful album like this, hardbound leather, leather, leather cover. And we do all of the pictures in a digital format also go back to the client. They can do whatever. Amazing. So our goal with stuff like that is to make sure that you print that picture that you love on canvas. You pay lots of money to put it in a frame and put it in your living room. That's that's a good tour. You ask what I'm in for? <laughs> I'm in for you to invest in remembering that trip. If you did, that was a very good tour. So that's what we've done now. And what we did is we took 100% of the stress away. So now our clients in one afternoon with their own family can get a proposal. They can make it however they want to. They can sign the contract and pay the deposit and then tell us when they're going to go and all the other details. I love that idea. I, I love how you provided so many options because it's all about personalization. Yeah. Um, and also I love the photography idea because how many of us, uh, I mean, I'll put my hand up for this one, but we arrive at a destination and we're so absorbed with trying to get the best photos that we're not as immersed into the experience of the travel. Yeah, if you're doing this all the time or the selfie style, just, you're missing out. You're missing out on the experience. It, you know, I recently went and saw a stand-up comedian, and we had to put our phones in bags that we couldn't touch our phone, and it was great. It was so immersive. <laughs> again, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm old enough to have been at the concerts where that's the way it used to be, and now it's you look at concerts and it's like a sea of phones in the air, and it's like. We all know how terrible that footage is where nobody's watching that later and be like, wow, what a great concert. I saw it on your phone. <laughs> Said no one ever. We get caught up, don't we? Um, For sure. Yeah, that is so funny. And I, I I had a bit of a giggle as well when you mentioned the Ferrari in, in Italy because I just saw an Instagram short video of... Uh, of a Ferrari being stuck in a, this one of those narrow laneways in Italy. And it's like, oh, we're trying to get out here. And all these people are assembling to try to help that car get out of yeah. the laneway. That was a bit of a funny. I did, I did that for my wife. And, you know, we, we rented a Ferrari on a real track with a professional driver to show us how to better drive and then gave us a couple of laps to do it ourselves. And it was awesome. Wow. But we've done that on uh, small tracks. We've done that on bigger tracks. Uh, we've done it on public roads. Nothing gives me more joy than putting a motorhead, somebody who really loves cars, at the Ferrari Museum, have a little lunch, and then surprise them with a convertible Ferrari California for them to drive for an hour or two hours or three hours on public roads with somebody in the seat next to him and be like, punch it! And they're like, are you sure this, <laughs> this road is narrow and there's cars coming? They're like, punch it! And you're like, no! <laughs> like, my clients were like, I was so scared, but the guy said to go. So I just, I went. I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> you you got to do that. Shane, I can't help but think that there must be some people listening as well who are thinking, that all sounds great, but 
I'm kind of just having a, a, a taste of the whole thing, and I do have a budget. Is it possible to have a great luxury experience on a budget? I love that question. And to those people who would ask that, absolutely. What we did is when we did our essential tour structure, it dropped the price of every single one of our tours by $5,000 for two people immediately. Wow. And, and I will say this, our essential tour is perfectly fine. You need add not one enhancement to make it a good tour. They're absolutely fantastic. We use phenomenal private guides. We will get you into the Vatican an hour early or whatever, all kinds of stuff. But it doesn't have to break the bank. We have tours in, uh, for example, in Belgium that are like $7,000 for two people for five days. It doesn't have to be absurd. I mean, is it a little bit more than the days in? Yes, but it includes a lot. And when your limo shows up at your front door and takes you to the airport and you didn't have to pay for parking and you didn't have to pay for breakfast and you didn't have to pay for two dinners and like all of it sort of adds up to a pretty good value. And I think, Adelaine, that's probably where I would caution anybody that's listening. If you're only focused on price, you've already lost. I want people to focus on value. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. And if you focus on what you get, you can actually get much, much more for the dollars than you would expect. So our clients tell us this all the time. What are some of the things that we do? We solve all of the problems of international travel before you even get a chance to ask us the question. We're going to provide you with leather luggage tags. And I know that that's the weakest part of what I'm about to say. We provide you with a power bank for your phone to be able to recharge it at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's dying and you still want to take pictures. We provide you with the adapters to recharge your phone and the power bank at night in the country that you're in. We provide a Wi-Fi device for the entire time of your vacation. And we do that for a very specific reason, not just to keep you connected, but because if you need to make a phone call in an international plan and you don't have the international plan, it can be very expensive. Yeah. And so what we did is we provide the Wi-Fi so you can now do Wi-Fi calling at zero charge. So you don't have to spend any money for your phone plan when you go with us. We include standard gratuity in the uh, limos. We include all kinds of things to be able to make sure that you have a great time without having to think about your wallet. Because philosophically, another way that I like to take people out of their normal life is not having to take out your wallet. Yes. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think people really think about this enough. I really don't. We take out our wallet for gas at the pump, for coffee, for the two-buck donation to the Girl Scouts and this and that. And it's this constant motion of taking out your wallet. I like to build a vacation where you pay 100% of the costs of the trip 90 days before you go. The only things my clients don't have included is personal shopping, food or drinks that's not covered, and gratuity. That's it. Problem solved. That's a real vacation. If you're like, I don't even remember the last time I took out my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about that. That's something people really don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's amazing. I, I love how you're sort of challenging this in terms of how we think about some of these things. 
Who hasn't had that experience of coming back from a vacation with a stupid big credit card bill? <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that for my clients. That's not a good memory. I want you to come back and owe nothing. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a good trick. Because you paid for it already. It's already done. Yeah. So before you go. Shane, what are your sources of inspiration when it comes to <laughs> creating experiences? I mean, are there go-to books or, you know, what is your go-to resource? I could turn my monitor and show you my bookshelf. I've gotten way more into reading later in life than I was earlier. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I, I read uh, typically one serious book and one fun book alternately. So I, I guess if I rephrase that question, if somebody was trying to find inspiration mm -hmm. uh, doing what you do, what would be the book you would recommend? I have a lot for different reasons. It uh, might be like Ray Dalio's Principles is a good book for life and business. I think it's being able to look at a complex problem and break it down into its very, very simple elements. Uh, Ray Dalio has systems that he's developed to be able to do that. I really love and appreciate that. It's kind of a difficult book to read because he is so detailed and so immersive in his thought processes. But... Even if you take a surface look at what he says, I think anybody could get a lot out of the book. In terms of inspiration, shut off your Instagram. I'm pretty close to talking to my marketing team about changing a real big tack in our marketing because I see one Instagram post after another that's like beautiful, beautiful scenery. That is an element of travel, but it is not the element of travel. So where can you get inspiration? For me, where I find most of my inspiration is seeing what most people are doing and going the complete opposite direction. I'm not interested in what people are doing. If I was doing things that other people are doing, I would totally be a virtuoso or a signature agent, like just giving up, just taking the easy route. So take the hard route. Do something that's, that's not easy. Challenge yourself to be able to think differently. That's probably really great and also terrible advice. Uh, I don't think <laughs> most people would follow it. Well, you've put the challenge out there. So there yeah, let's, let's see. Let's see. And I'm also so interested in... going to live on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also so interested in what you're going to do with your Instagram account. How can people connect with you, follow what you do? We'll put all of those links in the show notes. So how can people find out more? That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so you can actually find out everything about me at shanemahoney360.com. Shane, S-H-A-N-E, Mahoney, like M-A, honey, 360.com. From there, you can access, anybody can access my calendar. They can put time on my calendar at any time for whatever you want. Preferably not this time that we're doing this. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 11, 11 p.m. What time is it over there? <laughs> uh, almost 11.30. Oh. You can text me. You can call me. You can get a hold of my team. You can see my websites. Uh, we have a course that we put up that teaches luxury booking hacks for people that really want to do it themselves. I offer that course. Anybody who is interested in uh, checking out our tours Go to lugostravel.com and see what we have. If any of those tours look good to you, grab a proposal. It'll cost you $0. It'll take no time out of your day. We can start to explore the art of what's possible and give you an idea of what does it cost to do that. How does it look? And then you can tell me what day you want to go. I don't, it doesn't matter.
Excellent. Thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate that you've stayed up to close to midnight your time <laughs> to have this conversation. And um, thank you, I, I've just loved chatting with you. So, so thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, and honestly, I, I really appreciate your, your angle on your podcast is, is fantastic. Being able to dive into, you know, more than the pretty pictures, honestly, is, is really, really cool. And I appreciate the time that you've given me to be able to kind of educate and inform some of your listeners on, on what's out there yeah. because people just, <laughs> it's so hard to know what is actually out there. Yeah. And, um, the longer we go post pandemic, I think people are just wanting to go deeper. So, um, wow. that's why we are having these conversations. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you so much. Thank you again. Thank you for having me, Adeline. And Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the chat, I would love a rating and review for this show. And click the follow button if you'd like to be notified when a new episode drops. By the way, if you ever wanted to start a podcast, I have links in the show notes to some of my favorite tools, including Amazon gift cards and discounts. And if you need a hand to find out how to use these tools, reach out and say hello at uponarrivalpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be back soon to uncover more stories and strategies for a successful future. Till then, cheers. Cheers.